You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're here because we believe in you. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, at Bob Rack to follow me, Bo Brock, B O B R A C K, and at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex. Not yet verified. It's his lifelong dream to be verified on Twitter. Uh, I, I hear about it just on a, on a daily basis. He just wants that blue check mark. I want the blue check mark, and in our. Locked on, um, our locked on DMs with the the NFL hosts. Um, I said I want a blue check mark, and people asked me why. Does Bo throw it in his face, my face constantly? And I said the only reason why he got one was because the hairline was the cause mm. for him getting a, a check mark, not having anything to do with his sports acumen. Nothing. And uh, that was a long time ago. You know, it was before it was actually difficult to get one. They were giving them out to you know every hobo that wanted one, seemingly <laughs> early on. They were so, handing them out like well, Halloween candy. We've yeah. got a fun podcast. We're going to break down the J.J. Watt press conference. Uh, he had a lot to say. J.J. Watt is uh, polished when it comes to the media, so as far as his press conference abilities, they're uh, they're up to snuff. They're, they're elite. I mean, we'll get into some of the takeaways from his press conference. I also want to get into the criticism of Watt signing with the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of people calling it a money grab, and I think yeah. they're pretty far off base as far as that's concerned, we'll get into the contract details. If you haven't seen them yet, Ian Rappaport uh, filling us in as far as those are concerned. And then we check in on a pair of free agents that just hit the open market or soon will. It would be linebacker Kyle Van Noy and tight end Kyle Rudolph. Are they fits for the Arizona Cardinals? Could they come in and kind of fit in what the Cardinals are trying to do as far as here in the desert? Uh Yeah, excited to do it. Uh, we've, of course, are streaming live on StreamYard. You can find it. At Lockdown AZ Cards, right? It's on that uh, Twitter account. If not, you'll find it on Alex and myself's Twitter accounts. We'll retweet it at Bob Rack at Clancy's Corner. But let's get into the conversation about the press conference yesterday. I felt like JJ Watt kind of he he covered everything, right? There was he's confident in his play, his ability to mentor and teach young players. He's excited about the Cardinals' core, where they're going. Of course, his belief in Kyler Murray. We've seen a couple stories about that. That he texted Kyler Murray saying, "I'm here because I believe in you." I mean, that's just right there. That gets you goosebumped up, right? And then uh, yeah. he's he's starting to dig into the community. Obviously, a very philanthropic guy, what he was able to do post-Hurricane Harvey, and and even more so, he's already starting to do work. He's got something in the works with the Pat Tillman Foundation, his respect towards Tillman, and also the other part of the franchise's history, the Marshall Goldberg story, how he reached out for the number 99. Uh, you know, it's he, he checked all the boxes, it seemed like, yesterday, Alex. Yeah, it's, in, it's interesting, because normally the elixir for, you know, uh, the first press conference for a player or coach is a perfect mixture of cliches and just heartfelt speak. But a lot of it, a lot of times it feels like it's rehearsed. It feels like it's written down. It's a speech written thing. And JJ Watt threw the book out on that. He was just like, listen, this is me. I'm a smart dude. I mean what I say. You'll believe what I say. And here it is. This is why I'm here. Right. And uh, it, it was good. It was organic. It was, it just felt like he truly wanted to be here. And that's something that still to this day, it feels weird 
for players to want to come play in Arizona, at least over the last, what, what, decade, five or seven or eight years, where, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was a trade. Even going back to Kurt Warner, he could have gone where he wanted. He landed in Arizona. Um, so it felt good that, you know, the the pretty girl picked us. You know, I mean, really, like that that's, that's kind of what it felt like, especially with Arizona being at this, the precipice of something great if they can put a couple pieces in place, and this was a huge one. Uh, for the Cardinals. Yeah, let's get more into that a little bit later in the podcast, but takeaways from the press conference. Let's go to the quotes. Let's go to the audio as far as J.J. Watt and why he chose Arizona. I've obviously seen his career. He's had an unbelievable career. Um, he's an incredible athlete, and what he's been able to accomplish, he's been a winner at every stage of his life. That's and Kyler Murray, right? That's not a coincidence. Yeah. Um, you, you're a winner because of the way that you work and because of the aura that you give off and because of the talent that you have. And I think that he has all of those things and he's going to continue to win and continue to have success. And that's a part of the reason that I'm here. I'm, I'm, I told him yesterday in Texas, I'm here because I believe in you. Um, and so I'm here. You have to have a quarterback in this league to have a chance. And, and he's our guy. And I'm looking forward to going out there and playing with him. Oh, it just sounds so good. I know. I mean, for Kyler Murray just to receive that text from a, a guy who's competes at the level that JJ Watt does, that's got to be that's that's got to stoke the flame a little bit for the guy. Yeah, I mean, and the first thing that I thought of immediately with the DeAndre Hopkins acquisition, how we talked about glowingly about Kyler Murray and JJ Watt is, man, the Texans organization must be so bad up top to where he said that about Deshaun Watson. You know, for the, you know, however long Deshaun Watson was with him. And for him to leave that organization with his guy there still, that's just a true testament of how in shambles the Houston Texans organization really is. Yeah, no doubt about it. A lot of people looking at J.J. Watt, uh, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. You know, when you see a player of his caliber, even at the trade deadline last year, it's just like, what does he have left in the tank, he answered that question yesterday. I liked it because he was straight to the point. He didn't like sugarcoat it. What he st- he still has a lot of confidence in himself. Yeah, don't blink. How much gas do you feel like you have left in the tank? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Cool. There you go. There you go. But he also said, you know, I'm here to dominate on the field and I'm here to win the games. He he also said that in his press conference. You know, very to the point, and you like that. It's business. It's business like because this is this is. J.J. Watt's livelihood, playing football on the field. I don't think there's any question as far as you know his determination, his motor, and uh, he he still got a, a heavy belief in himself. And and the great players do. The Arizona Cardinals are getting J.J. Watt sure at 31 years old, but I think he's still going to have the ability to make an impact uh, on each and every game that he suits up for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, and you look at it like this. I've kind of equated to this a little bit. I'm not directly comparing Aaron Donald to Chandler Jones by any stretch. Okay, they're different players. They get to the quarterback with, with the same consistency, but they do it in different ways. They're different body types. Everything's different. But what Indomitian Sue and Michael Brockers have done for Aaron Donald, where they're, you know, they're co-pilots. They're the Robin to the Aaron Donald. But what they've done is keep offensive linemen honest. And if J.J. Watt can just do that, for Chandler Jones, if they bring in an edge rusher through the draft or for agency, whether it's Hassan Reddick or whoever, you just need to keep opposing offensive linemen honest. And if that's his main job, if he has five or six sacks next year, but Chandler Jones blows it out of the water and their sack total uh, rises from where it was this year, that's a win. It's not for numbers. It's numbers for him because there's incentive incentives in his contract. We'll talk about a little bit later where if he hits 10 sacks this year or next year. 
But if he can play the Indominus Sue role from you know defensive end and not necessarily in the interior all the time, that's a win. And that's kind of where I'm kind of uh, paralleling the relationship between Chandler Jones and and uh, JJ Watt to Indominus Sue, Michael Brocker, is Aaron Donald. Yeah, and it's as far as you know where he's going to play. There's speculation. Uh, you know, is he going to play inside? Is he going to play? Is he going to play the pass rusher role as far as a pass rushing defensive end? Uh, and J.J. Watts says, I, <clears throat> I don't care where I play. I, I, that's going to figure itself out. You know, you guys can try to speculate until you're blue in the face, and I'm done it. I, everybody's done it, you know. But uh, when you have just players the caliber of J.J. Watt, you just put him on the field, and he's going to make some noise. It's just you're just going to have to – the offensive coordinators are going to – and the offensive linemen are going to have to pick him up each and every play – or he's going to make life a living hell for you. Like he does. I mean, yeah, the sack numbers are probably going to be maybe a tick higher with the with playing with a more talented group on defense than they were than it was last year, where he just had what five five and a half for the Texans. Uh, but it, he's still so disruptive. His ability to bat balls down is just. It's going to be so. It's just. I. I it's going to be so incredible to see, especially when you have quarterbacks like uh, like Jimmy G who don't throw the ball downfield. So you're going to be able to kind of like slow t- offenses down that like to kind of move the change. Like on on third down, if J.J. watches bats a ball down and that gets the Cardinals defense off the field, that's going to be so – I'm going to welcome that so – I don't care what it is. It's, it's just as good as a sack. Yeah, I mean, you put it up on Twitter and you got some run, which was good. I mean, this is the this is the make good for Calais Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. didn't say it in so many words. I mean, you said it in your own way, but that's, I mean, this is just retroactively remo- like they're the Jacksonville. And if they can enter some sort of, of strength with rushing the passer, putting pressures on the passer, sacking the quarterback, man, it's just, it would be a breath of fresh air and it will. We've talked about this. And we'll continue to do so. Um, it can kind of make your corners look more elite than they are. Yeah. No doubt. We only have to cover for a second and a half. It's a lot different than having to cover for four or five seconds. It's going to be such an unknown position, especially if Patrick Peterson exits Arizona. You know, to rebuild that position at cornerback on the fly, it helps when just the opposing quarterback just is going to be off his spot mostly every play. He's going to be under duress all the time. You know, given Chandler Jones and JJ Watt can stay healthy. Those are big ifs, but you know, on paper, it looks. It looks pretty scary for opposing offenses. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Uh, having some fun talking about the J.J. Watt press conference. Let's get into the details as far as his contract. Ian Rappaport tweeted it out today. And also we'll get into the criticism. People calling it a money grab will answer that criticism because they're wrong. It's Locked On Cardinals. It's Bo and it's Alex. We're getting closer and closer to conference tournament, and the NCAA tournament will be here before you know it. And Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. You do have the Division II FCS action going on, NBA, college basketball, and NHL. They're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds, props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for the news, scores, odds, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Right now, you head over to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device to sign up today. You will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and you get a 50% welcome bonus. You put in $100, you get $50 free to play around with. 
BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook, your online. So Rap Sheet on Twitter, he has the details as far as how J.J. Watt's contract breaks down. He gets a $12 million signing bonus. He gets $14.5 million base value in year one. $28 million base over two years. Gets a max of $31 million. That's when you bring in the incentives. He gets $3 million in incentives just based on sacks. 10 sacks in 2021 gets him a million. Uh, he gets a million escalator for 2022. 10 sacks in 2022 gets him uh, 1 million more. So he's, he's basically getting $14 million a year. Um, and, and then you see, you, we know the guaranteed dollars, right? The $23 million. And then you see these idiots on, um, you know, the national shows, whether it's Stephen A. Smith saying he made a mistake, he chose the wrong team. You see uh, Skip Bayless say uh, there's 23 million reasons why J.J. Watt chose the Arizona Cardinals. And it's just like, well, the market, the Arizona Cardinals are close to the market value for J.J. Watt. They didn't, they didn't break the bank. Like, the fact that you're mad that J.J. Watt didn't go to the Steelers, who are $20 million in debt, that he didn't choose to go to the Green Bay Packers, who are also scrambling to create cap space. The fact that he didn't just go there, basically, you know, is is he going to add it to his, his charity, the team that he plays for? Like, no. He, he's still a player that his production matches the contract he signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Would you rather live in Green Bay or Scottsdale? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Especially if you grew up that there. Could be, yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that, that could really be where this comes down. Like, that could be more of the incentive than the money. And it's take the weather. Yeah. And it's I mean, also, the Cardinals, go the Cardinals are top 12 defense. Sorry. They're, they're top 12 defense. You know, it's not like they're, he's going to, I don't know. He's not like he's coming to the Cardinals to take the money with a 28th ranked defense because he likes the sunshine. Right. I mean, there's incentive to coming here, and sure, it's nice to get paid that way. But again, there were conflicting reports. There were other teams around these numbers. It's not like the Cardinals yeah. outbid themselves, right? So just, but it, it is low hanging fruit. The Cardinals haven't won anything in a long time, right? Well, so it's it also lazy. Sense, it's lazy journalism. It's, lazy. it's very yeah, lazy maybe. because when you look at the team, it's like, oh, look at the wins from in 2020. For the teams that J.J. Watt was speculated to go to, whether it was you know Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and then the Arizona Cardinals at eight and eight, like it's J.J. Watt, you know, thinking outside the box and looking at a team that's on the rise. Like they won eight games. They were if they won in the regular season finale, you know, if Kyler Murray doesn't get hurt in that game, you know, the Cardinals they could be the the perception of the Rams where the Rams are right now I I am shocked where the Rams are like the Rams had the win in the regular season finale just to make the playoffs and we're talking like they're the they're the next we're talking like we were talking about San Francisco about them last year it's insane and they added a quarterback who's never won a postseason game he's never won a division but the Arizona Cardinals like some guy tweeted he's like the Cardinals still have the worst roster in the division it's like they would they didn't even have the worst roster last year. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it. You can kind of uh, relate it, correlate it to and the NCAA tournament. It's like, well, that's Tom Izzo. It's Michigan State. That's Sean yeah. McVay. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have to you get credit for your coaches now more than ever, especially with how much he held Jared Goff's hand. And it's not Jared Goff as a quarterback. Any quarterback, not if they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, there would still be this kind of buzz around the Rams. Maybe not as much because we know more about Jimmy Garoppolo in high pressure situations. Made a Super Bowl. 
Matthew Stafford can't spell Super Bowl right now. And I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, he's he's put up bonkers numbers out there. But yeah, no, I mean, listen, the plus 650 for where the Cardinals are at, it's a disgrace, but it's also really hard to win that division regardless. Sure. And the Cardinals are going to have a very, very difficult non-division schedule this year with the likes of the NFC North and, and, and the AFC South. It's going to be a difficult year. So I understand it, but yeah, the gap shouldn't be this broad. Right. And that's not a homer take. I mean, look at the rosters. You're right. 1 to 53 on game day, especially now, there's not that far of a gap between the Rams and and the Cardinals. I mean, we were talking about the Rams as the team that was going to be on the decline at this point last year. Like the way that they were approaching the offseason and what they had to do, and they did a great job. They did. They had they they regained momentum and they changed the narrative around their team, but also keep in mind like sustainable success outside of New England over the last two decades is it's it's fleeting in the NFL. It really is. When you look at the NFC West, last year it was the Seattle Seahawks that won the division. The previous season it was San Francisco. The year before that it was LA. There, there's a lot of parity. Yeah. I'm not, and, and I joke that the Cardinals are due. I, I not like that's that's a stupid way of betting. Sometimes I've been dumb enough to do it. You know, do factor. But look, the Arizona Cardinals have just as good of a shot. Like if you think you know, you're dumb. Like if you think you know how it's good. I mean. San Francisco 49ers fans were like, I don't see a loss on this schedule. It's just like the NFL will humble you so quickly, but the Arizona Cardinals are doing themselves a favor and just continuing to bring in talent. And as far as just pound-for-pound talent and guys on the rise, I think that they're in the conversation and plus 450 or plus 650, whatever the betonline.ag odds are, I think it's great value. Why not? Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, all all you can do is study as much as you can for the test and be as prepared as you can be. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's and, and the rest is you have no idea what the subjects are gonna be. It's like studying for Jeopardy, where you <laughs> they probably give you like a hundred topics. And unless you're Ken Jennings, where you can right. just, you're just a computer or James Holzhauer who cheats, he's gotta cheat. <laughs> Nobody can be that good. Nobody can be that good. Um, yeah, you just you prepare as much as you can, bring as much firepower as you can to, to the battle and and come what may. But I agree with you. I mean, it's but listen, on the other side, though, yeah. taking the other side, would you trust the Cardinals? No, I mean, they haven't given you any reason to trust them. But at the right. same, it's but getting better. Yeah, but it was a bad second half of last. That was very Arizona Cardinal brand. The second half of last year, unfortunately, first half was wow, is this team for real? And they continue to show it, and then crash back to earth. Let's just take the quarterbacks. If you're buying stock, do you buy stock in Kyler Murray or into Matthew Stafford? Do you, do you add the offensive coordinators in with that? No. No, well, I mean, just look, by sheer talent? But just like, look at, I mean, Matthew Stafford had 26 touchdown passes, so did Kyler Murray last year, but then you add 11 touchdowns on the ground for Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, he's already, as far as numbers-wise, and he wasn't chasing as many leads as Matthew Stafford. I mean, I think he's just a better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but they're completely different. I mean, Matthew Stafford is, is you know, good old boy, you know, Texas this is what I've done my whole life. I'm a pocket quarterback. I have a comb over kind of like he's the, the <laughs> stereotypical, what an old school quarterback look like. Yeah. And Kyler Murray broke the mold completely. Like the issue with this, and we're going to get in a conversation, I'm sure in a, for a whole podcast about this is Kyler Murray's running ability lulls the offense into a false sense of security. Cause when it's there, it's easy, but when it's not, that's when there are issues. And that can't be the reason why the Cardinals put up points. Look at Baltimore. You need to be able to throw the ball. 
Like you need to be able to do it. So in with that question mark surrounding it, obviously I would take Kyler over Matt Stafford, but Matt Stafford has some strength that Kyler just doesn't yet. I mean, he's been in the league. He's been in the league almost as long as Kyler's been alive. I mean, he's been in the league, what, 12 or 13 years? Like it's, it's, it's not a fair fight for certain things. Right, and they have as many playoff wins. Yep. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There are a couple Kyles available on the free agent market. Should the Arizona Cardinals be in on either one of them? We'll answer that. It's next. Have you ever heard the cliche, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink? That's how I feel about Built Bar. I've been telling you for years now. I've been spreading the gospel of their 18 amazing flavors, including coconut, almond, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, limited time flavors like the real cookie dough they just released, which is incredible. Your coconut chocolate chunk brownie. Unbelievably tasting protein bars. They basically are candy bars, but with the health benefits of a protein bar. They're great for the health conscious person. Lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20. It's one word. LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's just using the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off the best-tasting protein bar around. BuiltBar.com. Joining you live on StreamYard, follow us on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at Bob Brack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex. Are we going to be joined by Cameron Cox tomorrow? Is that confirmed? We are. Cameron Cox, 12 News. Yep. He's very insightful, especially when it comes to uh, football, when it comes to the NFL. Love Cameron Cox's ability to cover the football. Uh, he's going to join us. His thoughts on the J.J. Watt signing and the Cardinals' upcoming offseason. A couple players already available when players are waived uh we'll see Kyle Van Noy the Miami Dolphins they're either going to try to trade him they're going to or they're going to release him signed a big 50 million dollar deal with the Fens to rejoin former Patriots defensive coordinator Brian Flores in Miami Van Noy had a great season in 2019 pretty decent season last year he's an outside linebacker Alex you think he fits in I think he's probably going to command a little bit too much for the Cardinals at this point yeah, they're not there yet. And yeah. 2022, we can have conversations about this. But it's just interesting that one of the first dominoes to fall was a guy you never expected to fall. Yeah. You know, I mean, he they signed, they spent a lot of money last offseason. And they spent a lot of money to bring guys in. Um, and uh, it's just, I, I don't know if they overpaid. I don't know if they overpaid him. I don't know if it was just a casualty. I don't know if they're still going after Deshaun Watson and they have to figure out a move to, to open up cap space. I have no idea. But it's just interesting. He's a big name and he's and he's a reputable guy. And the fact that he's one of the dudes that gets that gets chopped first is it's jarring. Right. I mean it's like what are we gonna what are we gonna see 12 days from now? Like are we gonna see total carnage and have it be <laughs> the so. NBA and just a bunch of teams a bunch of players where it's like you have to look up on online what team the player plays for five years from now and where like you do the Robert Ory plus uh stump the Schwab thing where you have to go in order of what teams the guy played in when he before he retired like I don't know but it could be it could be a weird offseason this could be the first first domino to fall well that's where an addition like JJ Watt plays to your advantage it's like some of these guys not all of these guys are going to be able to get paid you know, the teams with the, all the cap space, not a lot of people are going to want to go to Jacksonville, New York, 
you know, what, who else has a bunch of cap space? Is it uh, Indy, Cleveland? Colts. Yeah, Colts. Yeah. I mean, those are pretty attractive, but they can't sign everybody. Um, some some veteran players that still have you know a lot left in the tank are going to have to sign one year prove it deals, and yeah. the Cardinals are appealing just like Tampa Bay was last year, where they're you know the the money's basically even with everybody else. So why not why not go play with Chandler Jones, JJ Watt? Yeah, especially guys that have made some. Yeah. You know, the guys that have made, and this is obviously, we're talking about silly money here, two guys sitting in studios, you know, it, like we have, like it, who are we to say for other people to spend or, you know, take less money. But if you've made $20 million in your year, $25 million, you, like in the bank over five or seven, eight, nine years, whatever, and you could play for one year, $4 million, and just look at the balloon that happens next year, it's going to, as you mentioned, it's going to happen. Right. And what the Cardinals can do is if the Cardinals can fashion together a roster of, you know, borderline, you know, B B minus B players and turn it into some sort of all-star team, win 10 or 11 games and maybe a playoff game. Then you have the foundation set for guys maybe liking living in Scottsdale or Paradise Valley. Right. Maybe want to take a little bit less money to play with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and the defense. Like this is not only an audition for the players that they would sign, it's the audition for the Arizona Cardinals as an organization. Because the Cardinals need to audition. They've been in plenty of movies. It's like Vincent Chase in Entourage having to audition in season eight because he's blackballed from, from Hollywood. The Cardinals need to audition these players to show them, hey, we're trying to change our image. We're trying to change our culture. We want you to be a part of that moving forward. Well, and the, the way that the cap opens up in next next se- after next season, it's going to be one of those things where if you can kind of guarantee the dollars on the back end, and that's Kyler Murray is just coincidentally his his fourth and final year before his option year on his rookie contract. I mean, why not do it? Yeah. Because it, I mean, there are going to be a lot of players that uh, they have to realize that the cap's going to go back up, and their opportunity to make money is not next season, but it's the year after that. It's far, real quick before we get out of here. Kyle Rudolph, he's thirty one years old. He plays the tight end position. Obviously, everybody wants the team to upgrade the position, but I think. The upgrade would be minimal over guys like Max, what Max Williams and Dan Arnold do. Yeah, I mean, the only caveat to that is that Kyle, uh, uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't like throwing at the tight end. Like he he just doesn't. Like first of all, they there were games in the last two years where they just didn't throw the ball, and it was Dalvin Cook, and it was Dalvin Cook, and that was it. And Irv Smith had a had a breakout year, especially towards the last uh, fantasy football fa- uh, players will know the last few weeks of last season. He kind of had a breakout a breakout section of the season. I think Kyle Rudolph will play better than people think at this point. Kirk Cousins just he never really threw him the ball in 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 between the 20s. He he got a lot of red zone targets. He had the the famous push off touchdown against New Orleans in the, in the playoff game a couple of years ago. But he'll probably go to Seattle, right? I mean, it's not where is not where tight ends go. Sure, go to Seattle and have like not a lot of production. I mean, he has what does he had around 300 yards receiving and you're right. Yeah. They didn't throw the ball. This was an offense that emphasized the run and Kyle Rudolph actually became a very good run blocking tight end. I I liked him if if you were going to get rid of Max Williams and replace him with Rudolph, sure, but you're not going to sat- he's not going to be satisfied with the amount of targets that he's going to get in this offense. You've already got a playmaking tight end. I I think that uh Arnold's going to make those. If you could go get a guy though, I don't know. I just don't think that I don't think Rudolph the, the he's already a guy that refused to restructure in Minnesota became a cap casualty. 
he's not going to take the amount of money that the Cardinals could offer because they have to. They still have the needs of the offense of, as far as the offensive line and the cornerback position. Tight end is pretty low on their priority list again. I mean, I would still, um, I would trade a sixth round pick for OJ Howard. Like, I don't know why. Like, I love OJ Howard. He Where showed flashes. Well, he I, he got injured before the season started. Okay. I think still, yeah, I think he had a season-ending injury. Uh, but then you know Cameron Brake Gronk, it's they're going to need tight end help at some point. But at that point, he's either going to be cut, or if you can get seriously, oh, you know they don't even have a six-round pick this year. It depends on what happens. Like, I I still think OJ Howard's six-six. If you saw what he did at Alabama, like the dude can play, and there were flashes. Before that, with Jameis, couple games in a row where they actually threw him the ball and he put up, he was pretty productive. Yeah, like that—that's a guy I would target. I wouldn't draft one, even if Kyle Pitts falls, which he definitely won't now. Yeah, like his buzz is is top six yeah. at this point. So the way the Cardinals are going to get, which is probably a good thing. But uh, yeah, OJ Howard would be a target. I in pass on Kyle Rudolph definitely. Cam Cox tomorrow, twelve news is going to join Alex and myself here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Let us know what you think about those two free agent potentials for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyle Van Noy, Kyle Rudolph. Hit us up at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rack, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday.